Have you seen with whom our mother dear's been walking round the grounds? Arm in arm and step in step with Mr. John Brown. It may be simple servitude or merely dedication. Or, or it, it could, could be, be the starting of a moral abomination. Absolutely, positively tantamount to indecency. The fact that he's allowed inside is cause enough for a regency. A social climbing, rich aligning scoundrel with a plan. A foul mouth and foul smelling, feral sort of man. I've never quite so frequently been fearing for the monarchy. Perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps we need a regency. Your voices are heard, your concerns they are noted, yet now I suggest that we all stay devoted to Queen and to country, for really this matter is Mr. John Brown that we all should be after. And if she refuses to throw him out? Then England must have a turnabout. Yes, then we'd have to see about a regency. I certainly hope you know what you're doing, Bertie. Well, I can't know any less than the Queen. There goes Mrs. Brown with him dogging at her heels. Scratching at her silken skirt and barking for his meals. He's a risk upon the dynasty. A stain upon our history. Perhaps, 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 perhaps we, we need, need a regency. Mama. Bertie. Brown. Hey. Well, I'm off. Fine, goodbye. What be him in the balls? Do they think that their gossip has not gone unheard? I have caught every whimpering, simpering word and the fact that they think that I'm starting to shrink like a wittering, twittering king on the brink of total collapse who's completely elapsed and to manage just furthermore points to the fact our friendship is right and your wit and my bite are the keys to controlling their cockish delight. They pluck at the monarchy, pluck at my sovereignty, never aware that they'll fail quite so miserably. What a treat it is to say a royalty. Oh, Mr. Brown, these children will be the death of me. Your fault for birthing them, Mum. He's drunker than a sailor. He curses like one too. His laugh echoes like thunder. And he reeks of mutton stew. Worse than Melbourne at his height. Like a dog who only bites. Perhaps, perhaps maybe. It quite seems like to me. It's really rather sad. And the poor woman's going mad. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps we need a... Your Royal Highness. Mr. Brown. Mate, I have a word with you. I'd rather not. You upset the Queen. Yes, well, when isn't she upset? You don't seem to understand, sir. I don't like it when the Queen's upset. And I don't think you'd much like me when I'm upset. Understood? Yes, I do think you've made yourself perfectly vague. Good lad. Oh, I'm really quite dismayed, and frankly, too afraid. Do you ever think of trying for a regency? Mr. Brown? Mr. Brown? Is it nothing but pages and pages of Mr. Brown? What? What do you want? Mama, is, is everything all right? <sighs> Maurice, sweet Maurice, you have caught me at quite a frantic moment. Yes, yes, everything is quite all right. Do come in, please. Are you certain I'm not interrupting? No, no, not at all. Well, damn. I was really hoping I was. You deserve a few interruptions now and then. A moment to breathe every once in a while. Yes, perhaps I could do with a bit of reprieve from Mama for the moment. It is quite impressive. What is that? That you seem to have gotten yourself in an argument with a woman who is no longer with us. Is my frustration so evident? Only because I know you and love you so dearly. Ah, so the household knows. 
Only anyone with eyes and ears. Is it about anything good? Your little tiff, I mean? What? Oh, no, nothing of interest. Just, you know... Her handwriting can be quite illegible at times. It can be quite infuriating. Is that all? Sometimes, Maurice. That is all it takes. Mama. Yes? I worry about you. Maurice, don't. I do, though. Every day that you spend immersed in her life, I worry is a day that you are not immersed in your own. Because I have such a vibrant life to live. But you do, Mama. Now you sound like your father. Which I cannot quite decide if I find that deeply heartwarming or intensely irritating. A greater compliment I have never been paid. He too used to say such prattle as you. That Mama was keeping me from living my own life. That I was existing for her and not for myself. And you disagreed with him? Of course. Then why do I know more about Grandmama's life than yours? Why do I know more about your father than mine? Maurice, you know plenty about your father. But I know plenty more about yours. Prince Albert has statues and buildings and streets in his honour. Yet Prince Henry of Battenberg has but a few memories shared among his children. He would be laughing if he were here. Laughing? To think all these years later, you are saying the same as he was when we were just barely more than children. I almost did not marry him, you know. Oh? Not for any reason that was good. Not for any reason that had to do with him. What did it have to do with, then? Her. Of course. It always came back to her. I remember so vividly that night that I almost said no. He was so striking in the moonlight, the silver rays twinkling off of his military medals. He was a lieutenant in the Prussian army at the time, you know. Likely the only thing I did know about him. He stood like a soldier, but he talked like a poet. He made everything that was complicated seem simple. But then again, how can anything seem complicated in the moonlight? Beatrice? Henry, you startled me. Escaping the revelry, that is another Balmoral ball, are we? Just for a moment. Just for a little bit of air. This is no interrogation. This is no crime. Oh, yes. Right. I suppose not. Beatrice? Henry? Have you sought any more of my question? Yes. Yes, I have thought of little else, truly. Then have you sought up an answer? I thought this was not an interrogation. It is not. It is just a question. But one I do not know how to answer. Yes or no. Either would work. Either would make the question go away. It is not so simple, Henry, and you know it. Why, surely you know what it is you want. Who really is so lucky in this life to actually know what it is they want? Or is it that you know exactly what you want, but it is exactly the opposite of what she wants? Unfortunately, Your Highness, I must think about what she wants. Even though it is not her life. It is her kingdom. It is your destiny. I am her closest companion. It is not as if you would... Cease to exist should you marry. From the way she reacts, she would think that to be the case. But that is not the case. And can you truly say, Princess Beatrice, 
that this is not what you want. I've been many things, had countless childhood dreams, but this is so much more than what I've known before. I am young and afraid, but the best sort of fear that is made, but how do I say yes? I can't begin to guess. Am I a princess, a daughter, a child, or am I something else too? Shouldn't I know who I am to myself before I am something to you? There's a draw I can't deny when I look into your eyes. But can it be that this is right? If I chase just one thing from one lost far off dream, is this what life should be? Is that the life for me? Your touch, your smile, your eyes are the life's blood of my soul and still I can't begin to guess how I might say Beatrice, Beatrice, beautiful, brilliant Beatrice There is nothing you must lose No path which you must choose I will venture anywhere just to follow you. There is nothing you must do, no words which you must say. My love is but a gift you may take or throw away. Change not. Me. If you're to be my wife, should you change, then change for you. For no one is something for all of their life. Be, be my anything, my truth, my childhood dream. For you I shall be me. Me, I shall be free. All I've been once before, I still shall be, and more the best is coming yet. With nothing to regret. Oh, how can't I say? Ask me again, please. Princess Beatrice, will you marry me? Yes. It is almost haunting when one thinks about it. 
My mother and I had mirroring lives. We lost our fathers at a young age. We both married for love, married our handsome German princes. We both made families so precious and dear. And we both lost the patriarchs of our domestic bliss far too soon. For so very long, I was her only companion, and she mine. So, I suppose, Maurice, that it has never bothered me that I spend so much time reflecting on the life of the Queen, because I feel as if... Well, I feel as if I have lived it. But do you not think Father was... right? Her life may feel like yours, but it is not yours. You are still living your life, Mama. I... I know that, Maurice. Of course I do. Truly? Because it has been 18 years since Father died. And 13 since the Queen. And as your son, I worry. I fear that you died with them. What would you have me do, Maurice? Love again? How could I? How could I do that to him? My mother never did such a thing to my father. And so I shall never do such to yours. As the Queen mourned all her life for her prince, so I am determined to do the same. Because you are determined to live the life she lived? Because I am in awe of the life she did. As should we all be. All right, I understand. I mean, I don't, but I just want to know that when I am gone, you will be all right. That you won't be alone. Gone? Maurice, Wellington College is not so far. I'm not going back to Wellington, Mama. I... I have received a commission. A commission? Maurice! Uh... Mama, Britain entered the war months ago, and with Germany advancing further to the west, they need educated officers in the field. Where? Belgium. As a lieutenant in the King's Royal Rifle Corps. I, I do not know what to say. I suppose I should have known such an eventuality was on the horizon, but, but, well, as a mother, you are always able to ignore such things until, well, until they cannot be ignored, it seems. I know it must not be an easy situation to face, but I am ready to go. I am honoured. She would be so proud of you, your grandmother. She always did so admire soldiers. But, Mama... It is you I wish to be proud of me. Always, Maurice. Then I can go with gladness. But must you go so soon? My farewell is actually overdue. Yet I had to stay just long enough to be certain. Well, to be certain of what I am now certain of. Goodbye, Mama. I shall leave you to your work. Goodbye, dear Maurice. Ninth of February, 1871. In the halls of Parliament, the time had come for my ascent, and waiting at the door, I stood alone. You know, Mr. Brown, I never thought I would come here again. I never thought I would have the courage. Tis an ugly place. Tis an ugly world. The crown was balanced on my hair, a velvet cushion on the chair called me now to finally come home. It has been so long since they've seen me. Will they even know my face? It's all over the damn coin, so it seems likely. <laughs> Just remember, 
no matter what nonsense happens in there. The trees of Balmoro won't hate you or love you any less. And in that I find great comfort. And in you I find great comfort, my tree of Balmoro. They're waiting for you, woman. You will be here upon my return. Always behind you, ma'am. I walked through the door and bowed as I did cross the floor, seeing that their queen had now returned. Ten selfish years I spent away, but here I was again to say, my people needed me, so I had learned. Into the lion's den, all on my own, for when you are the queen, you walk alone. Always behind me, but never beside me, is this what it feels like to rule alone is this what i wanted is this what i asked for when i once dreamed to rule on my own oh there they are staring and here i stand leading Time moving swiftly, my purpose receding. It's quite peculiar, oh, don't you think, Lord, and if you were still here, would I know how to rule them? The girl in the portrait is begging me to try and become who she couldn't be. I'm an imposter in my own land. What I've done before, I must now do again. And if I must pretend to be who I'm not, to give all of England the queen they want, then I will pretend that the fear is gone. behind me is as good as beside me Albert forgive me for this man who God sent me you're always beside me he's simply behind me Moving me forward at last. There was a great crowd and much cheering and enthusiasm. 
Beatrice stood on the steps of the throne near Louise, and Bertie to my right, near Arthur. The speech was read very well by the Lord Chancellor in a fine, powerful voice. Her Majesty, by the grace of God, of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland Queen, Defender of the Faith, Queen Victoria. More cheering on the way back. Returned to Windsor with... Returned to Windsor alone. <laughs>